Welcome to the Prodigal and the Priest podcast, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. Here are your hosts, Joey Scansella and Father Paul Bechter. And we're back. What's up? <laughs> Drinking water. Just like keeping, a boss. Yeah, keeping keeping that water intake. I'm I'm up I'm up high today, like in the forty ounces already. That's impressive for my new year. It's eleven PM right now for no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's only two PM in the afternoon. There you go. In the afternoon. All right. We have a we have a question want to get into. Mm. And then we'll do at the end just, just so in. you can be yeah, just so you can be thinking now. Uh we're gonna do reading, watching, thinking. We haven't done that in a while. Okay. Mm. So question comes in, says, Could you shed some light on things that are licit and illicit during mass? What exactly that means and what are common practices that can change since they're illicit? I know this person says, for instance, I know that it is illicit to hold hands during the Our Father, but I'm, Ooh. but I'm not exactly sure what that entails on how to explain it to someone. So, great question. Yeah, uh, I would love to like drag our seminarian into this. He just walked past, but he's actually not around. So, yeah, um, we don't want to bring down our so ratings. I'll answer. <laughs> Well, so, first off, let's break that open, right? Yeah, yeah. What is what licit, is licit, illicit, and, and we're not saying just off the bat, not saying that mass was not valid, right? Okay, first distinction between valid and licit. Valid means that mass happened, that it was <laughs> right. celebrated in a way which is valid. Uh, the Eucharist was confected; it became the body and blood of Christ. The holy sacrifice of the mass was offered in a valid way. Right, it happened. Licit means according to the law. It's just another way of saying legal. So there are some things that you are not supposed to do. Um, or a better way to look at it is like there's things that you're supposed to do. Like the rubrics say clearly, do this. For the priest. Yeah, for the priest. And for the people. Or no. Not a whole lot for the people. People <laughs> have no bearing here. <laughs> They're just Hey, all us lay people. Just, just free. <laughs> you serve no purpose here. <laughs> Just this happy an- 2022 anarchy and chaos <laughs> in the pews yeah um well what what this person referred to though was not on the priest side yeah it was on i know the people so let's get yeah we'll get so, into that so but but licit and illicit are words that are thrown around they just mean legal or illegal but illegal sounds very strong yeah illegal here means not according to what is written right but and you have that in all sacraments Oh, yeah. Correct? I mean, yeah. in everything. Sure. But the distinction between valid and licit, like, ideally, you're shooting for valid and licit. Right. <laughs> That's what we want. Yes. Um, but there are some things that the priest could do that go off script, so to speak, um, that are not prescribed by the right, which do not, however, invalidate the sacrament. Right. So Eucharist is one thing, but think of, like, baptism, Right. Baptism, for it to be a valid sacrament, you Father, need Son, Holy Spirit. someone who is unbaptized <laughs> first to receive the sacrament. Mm-hmm. And then you need pouring of water while saying the words by the same person, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Um, if you don't do that, it's invalid. 
But that's not the fullness of the right either. And if you just start like hacking away at the right, like maybe it was still a valid baptism, but you've right you've gone into illicit right <laughs> territory. Um, and yeah. so that that's not valid. Can you sweet tea as much as you love Texans? You know, like yeah. love it. So that would be that'd be very wrong. That would be sacrilege. It would right. also invalidate the sacrament. Exactly. Didn't happen. Can't do it. Um, Confession over the phone. Not invalid. Valid. Invalid. Invalid. Also not over saying, Zoom. Not over Zoom. Same not thing. saying the act of contrition. Uh, complicated because I'm not even sure if that's illicit. Okay. But, I'm just trying to give an example <laughs> yeah. there of illicit. No, examples. So, so go back to mass, right? An example of something that would be highly illicit, but would not... In- highly. Highly. But, but Illegal. Would not, <laughs> but would not invalidate the mass. Right. Would be to skip the the first reading and just do the gospel. Right? Mm. That would be a major transgression. Right. It would not invalidate the mass, but like you can see, there's obviously a huge problem. Right. That's not okay. Yeah. It's probably sinful unless it was somehow done by complete mistake. Right. But if it was intentional, that would be a serious sin. Um, so, so let's play the game. Yeah. Because everybody loves We're zeroing games, in right, right? now. Yeah, right? yeah. Let's play the it. game invalid or illicit. Okay? <laughs> I like it. Okay. No music at a Sunday liturgy. Neither. Neither. You can yeah, do it without. You don't without. have to have music. Okay, great. Or neither. That's a third option. Yeah, I'm, I'll say valid and illicit is the third. Okay, there you go. No homily. On a Sunday mass where the people are, it would be illicit not to have a homily. But for weekday masses or for Sunday masses without the people, like a private mass by a priest, you don't have to have the homily. So that's right. a actually great example, right? Great. Circumstances determine what is licit or illicit. Right. Neither of them invalidate the mass. Uh, that doesn't mean it's not a big deal. Right. No creed. Uh, no creed where it's a little warm this weekend. <laughs> the church air conditioning yeah. broke. You just got to speed through to the liturgy of the Eucharist. If You're the creed like, is prescribed for the mass, which it is for all Sunday masses and solemnities, then it would be illicit not to say the creed, but would not invalidate the mass. Not using unleavened bread. Uh, that would in the Roman rite. Because uh, yeah. Eastern Rite right. has different different rules regarding the substance of the Eucharist. Right. Uh, they use leavened bread. But in the Latin Rite, that would invalidate, I think. I'm pretty sure it's not just illicit. That would invalidate. I know not using wheat bread. Yeah. Right? Using something else. Because um, that's why. Would, you, would definitely invalidate it. That's why but I'm that not term sure. like even low gluten host we've talked about before. It's like it has to have. Yeah. Some like it yeah. can't be a gluten free. Right. Gluten free is not wheat bread, which is the valid matter for the Eucharist. Right. I'm not a hundred percent. I should really know this, but I'm not a hundred percent confident on, on whether or not it would invalidate because since it is valid in the East to have leavened bread, it might oh, okay. be a matter of laceity, which means licit or not licit yeah. in the West. But I'm what about the type of wine? not allowed just to do that. Yeah. What about the type of wine? It has to be grape wine with no additives. So it can't be like rice wine. Got it. Um, so rice wine. Invalid. Invalid. Uh, the priest not consuming. 
Invalid. Invalid. That in the priest has to consume the sacrifice. He's actually the only one who, by law, Must. for it to be a valid and consummated sacrifice, um, has to consume both the body and the blood. Not starting with the sign of the cross at any point. Illicit, because the rite really always calls for it at the beginning, and you would be just skipping over something that the rite called for. Yeah, so, okay. so we get that was the point. fun. Yeah, we get the point. Now, um, extend yeah. it down to holding hands during the Our Father, which was the specific thing. <laughs> right. Um, I'm not a fan. Let me just preface by yeah, saying that. I know you're not. I'm not a fan. It was a big thing when I was growing up. I wasn't a fan then. I'm not a fan now. So even before your, we'll just use the term conversion, conversion. Yeah. right? You grew up Catholic, though. Grew up you Catholic. Know, you guys went Sundays, all that. Mm-hmm. You're saying, like, just as a youth, you didn't like it. Nothing though related to <laughs> the related like to, to piety. <laughs> yes, or, exactly. Or like faith. I don't like it now for different reasons than I didn't like it then. Right. I didn't like it then because it just. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't like it. It seemed right. kind of sappy or something. Like it just. Right. It but wasn't. But it's neither. It's neither illicit or illicit. So that's like, where I'm. That's where I'm going with this. It's not. I could. I could dance in the pew. Like that's not like like it's it doesn't make it legal right. or I- illegal right There's, about the sacrifice. I I mean I kind of wish it said you can't hold hands during the Our Father. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say dance um, in the pew. <laughs> yeah, I'm forgetting you said yes, that. Okay, I don't want okay, that image. Okay. Um, but I mean, I guess if you're like dancing in the joy of the Holy Spirit, then who am I to? <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I I wish it had more prescriptions, but it doesn't. It doesn't say not to. That doesn't mean you can do whatever you want when it says right. when in 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 the absence of a law. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't think that you can call it illicit. Right. So, just maybe it seems like I'm splitting hairs, but right, like it's a different thing to have kind of liturgical custom and sensibility that seems to accord with what's going on in the right. Right. Um, than it is to say like that must be prescribed. Right. Because. Let me let me just toss this out for most people don't realize because the priest who married Nikki and I, okay. Now yeah, I know the whole term. We married each other. The priest is simply, you know Thank you. All that. Good. Yes. I've heard your homilies. Yeah, okay. That's but the only thing I preach about in wedding homilies. The priest who did our marriage prep and everything like that. It's in Houston. Nobody knows him. He was like <laughs> before we got married, he's like, So, you know, you're gonna walk down together, right? Cause that's in the right. And I'm like, uh, no, I think I'm going to be up front and you know, mm-hmm. Nikki's going to walk down to me like more the custom. Mm-hmm. And he was not a big fan and he made it known and he's a great man. Great priest. Um, but like, that's a good example. Most people don't know. Like that's in the right. Right. Like, isn't that like, like that's out of like the custom. So tell me yeah. where like, okay, why is that? Okay. You're okay with that, or maybe you're not. I don't know. So there's a couple forms for the marriage procession mm-hmm. first, and uh, one of them has like the couple processing together. I'm pretty sure the other one has the the groom waiting for the bride. Man, I wish I would have um, read the right. I would have been like, "Listen, Father." It might have been different back then. You've been married a really <laughs> long time. Um, I'm really old, <laughs> going on ten years of yeah. marriage here. Um, well, they did come out with a. A new thing, right. a little bit update, but it probably didn't change that part. Right. Um, that's again something 
I should maybe know better off the top of my head. But okay, so then it becomes how do you interpret the law, right? Like that's that's kind of what we're asking because we're how saying like if the there's law, a custom, but why is it okay that so many people are bothered by the Our Father holding hands? I'm um, once again I'm playing devil's advocate. I don't. I just want to put it out there. I personally, unless somebody by me is doing, it doesn't bother me either way. I'll just I'll just put that out there. Like I don't go for the hand, but it doesn't bother me. I became a priest to get away from that situation. <laughs> now I'm up on the altar. Nobody's gonna come bother. No, I'm just <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you Until should the do deacon it too. reaches over. Vocation director. Yeah, right. <laughs> I thought it was free. Illicit. Finally. Illicit. <laughs> Stay back. Um, so I'm just. I, I I find it funny how many people like die on that hill. But there's so many things like that that I feel like are in every sacrament. That like they don't die on that same hill for. Yeah, there's a lot of so the way you interpret liturgical law is different than whatever the, you want. Than the, <laughs> a little bit, it's it's different than the way you interpret uh, laws regarding other things. When when it comes to like validity of the sacrament, very strict interpretation. You should not do anything that would jeopardize the validity of the sacrament. Right. Um, but the way you interpret certain rubrics, especially when it's when it's kind of like these things may be adapted according to local custom and pastoral mm-hmm. considerations. Then it's like, if this is how you do the wedding procession at the beginning of the, the marriage, like the mind of the church is, is like, as you know, that's something that, that we can adapt to. Right. Um, uh, unless maybe the priest like really wanted to preach about that specific thing how we're like countercultural or something. And that's why he forced you to <laughs> maybe to do that. But I mean, I'll have to ask Nikki. She has a better memory than me. I don't know. I, I'll say that, that most of the people I talk to don't like the holding of hands at the, our father for a lot of reasons. Right. It does seem like a lot of people do or did at some point. Cause otherwise it wouldn't have become such a popular thing. It, I wasn't around when like, didn't it come Priests out were of forcing uh, people to do that? I don't right. know if that was everything. Didn't it come out of? Um, oh my goodness, I'm blanking on the name. There was a conference, and I will think about it. I will. Th- I I, was I, it I will a remember. United it. States thing. Yes. And it was done at some conference and kind of spread like wildfire. What was that? I I, I should have done my research on that, but. I think that's where it came out. Not of. the L.A. conference. No, 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 no. Uh, um, but and maybe that's because it's the most noticeable one of all liturgical things, right? Yeah, and I mean, like, is there another one? No, there's kinda, another one for hard me. To opt out of it that bothers right? me. All right, let's and hear I, it. Like, Get some well, hot takes. and it also gets into, like I said, none of these are licit or illicit, right? Is there, well, let's, let's get that distinction first before I go on my tangent is I'm not aware of rubrics regarding a lay person, people, somebody in the pew, you're not aware of anything they could do licit or illicit. I'm not talking about right or wrong or yeah, I don't think so. It, It doesn't mean that like you can do anything and we do have like right. customs are important. Right. Um, and there's a, a desire for a certain, uh, harmony of action, which is right. I think why we kind of like the idea of pews and all kneeling and standing and all that together at the same time. Right. 
whereas in in Europe it's much more just anarchy. Uh, Love it. Um, even with the communion line, like people come. That's up what I was going to bring up. And, like that's one example. I liked Europe that because there wasn't this. I, I think we actually encourage people that shouldn't be yeah. taking communion because it's awkward. Back you to have an usher podcast. who's yeah. beckoning you up to say like, here, it's your turn. Oh, everybody's looking at you. You're yeah. not going up to communion. You let get, let everybody just the, come the up. arms crossed opt out, but it's not the same as just like, you know, I'll walk up when I want to. And if I don't want to, I won't. And it's not, I don't feel coerced. There is, there is a, goodness in the freedom of the european style approaching communion as to whether like one or the other is licit i really don't think so like or what about like say is some that procession or something like i'm surprised for you like for me i'm just speaking for myself the our father like does not anger me or get me upset or in a tizzy compared to like some people who stand during the Eucharistic prayer and some people who are kneeling and some, yeah. like that bothers me more personally. Now that's than something the other. that I think is prescribed um, when you kneel uh, because historically the United States asked and Ireland also asked for uh, Vatican permission to kneel for longer mm-hmm. because in, in Europe they'll kneel like, at the epiclesis, when the when the priest sort of puts his hands over at the very beginning of the Eucharistic prayer, when the priest right. puts his hands horizontally over the gifts, that initial ring of the bell, um, initial ring of the bell. If y'all, if if you do bells, yeah, if you do bells, an invocation of the Holy Spirit, they'll kneel from that point until right after the consecration. Um, we we kneel for like from the uh, holy the, holy the holy holy till the Our Father basically. Um, okay, because you're saying, just want to hear that correctly. You're saying from the epiclesis, like literally in that moment, they hear the bell, they, they kneel. They hear the bell, they kneel, and then the priest says the mystery of faith, and they stand up. While right they up. sing like, when we eat this bread and yeah, drink we this proclaim cup. Your death yeah. Lord. Yeah. Okay, they stand up during that so, time. So they kneel for much shorter right. over there. Um, and... I know historically the United States and Ireland asked for permission to kneel for longer. I'm not sure if you still need to ask or if that's like a, a extraordinary form kind of thing. Um, I think you might still need that permission technically. So maybe that means that there is something that could be licit or illicit about the posture of the people. We just have it permanent permission it's, until that's like. I un- think so. I don't know. I, I think it's. It's custom as well. Custom gains kind of a, a force of law after 30 years of continuous custom. Yeah. Uh, and to get into the weeds of that is something more for canon lawyers and yeah. liturgical scholars, depending on what kind of law you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But um, but there is a value given to custom. Yeah. Um, because of the good of like the stability which allows custom to come about. Mm-hmm. Obviously not custom that's against the mind of the church. Right. Um, that's not a good thing. Right. So I don't know. Like the the whole answer in the Our Father, like I said, I'm not a fan. Um, I've is kinda, there a reason why? Why I'm not a fan? Yeah, just out of uh, pure curiosity, not like trying to pick a fight. <laughs> Until I am. I don't like it because that's getting to a point where I really want to be locked in on uh, 
on the Eucharist and offering myself in union with the the sacrifice of Christ and mm-hmm. adoration. And it's kind of a, it's kind of the same reason I'm just not like super big into the sign of peace <laughs> because like, so it, you it, like, you're all about COVID. You're like, yeah, let's, keep, right. let's keep, at least for those measures. listeners who are outside of the diocese of Dallas, we have not restored. Yeah. The like, so peace. that's a good example. Sign right? of peace is optional. Yeah. Optional. Um, so that's not even illicit. No. That's just optional. Yeah. Optional. Every mass. Or not. Daily yep. mass. Everything. Every mass. Um, no. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. I just, I like the idea of our unity flowing from a common adoration of the Lord. Um, and when there's sort of too much like sideways uh, stuff, like, like okay, I got to reach over and grab these people's hands. It seems to like distract a little bit from that. Not that, not that we're all just individuals in there adoring God. Right. Like there is, we're the body of Christ. We're doing it together. But I just never really, um, it's a, maybe it's a personality thing. Well, so I'll ask this. I, I find this very intriguing. Did you grow up holding hands during grace before you guys, did you guys say grace before dinner? We said grace. We didn't hold hands during grace. So we grew up holding hands during grace. And I do think there's something to that of like you're used to this action of being yeah. like, oh, I'm praying. Let me reach out a hand or mm-hmm. like. You know, here we have chirp, right? Like they do um, in chirp, they do some prayer where they hold hands and like Mm. share petitions and different things. So I think part of it is also what you're familiar with of like some of your family prayer, right? Like now it's kind of funny. I did that growing up. I'm actually not sure if Nikki did, Um, but we don't do it with our kids. We don't hold hands mm. uh, when, when we say pray. Grace. Yeah, um, just because for some re- we're trying to instill in them just like, well, it's it's mad chaos. Yeah, their Let's hands just, are full of like macaroni and cheese. And yeah, they're already like, hey, right. yeah, like there's yogurt flying across the room. All of this, you know, <laughs> we are actually a vocation confirmer. So oh. you being. The director of vocations. Any guy. Yeah. Any guy who you're interested in, you're like, man, they're kind of like, they're teetering, right? He's idealizing the married life. Yeah. Bring them over. See (laughs) what it's like to have just kids. There's just, I mean, you would think we haven't cleaned our house in a week. And it's like, no, that's just been 30 minutes. We, it was fully cleaned and pristine. And then the kids walk through and it's just, and, I mean, just no time to eat your own. I mean, yeah, I'm really romanticizing the, the greatest vocation there. to the priesthood retreat immersion <laughs> into the Scantilla family for six hours. <laughs> That's right. Have them just, and then if we really want to confirm it, you really want, like, you're like, I need this guy in seminary. We'll actually let them babysit for about 30 minutes. Just it, it becomes unsafe for the kids after 30 minutes. Um, but we'll let them babysit for 30 minutes. We'll go get coffee and it'll con- it'll confirm their vocation. So so nothing that you're aware of. Now, what about other sacraments with anything you're aware of with lay people in other sacraments that would make it illicit? No, because like, like, you wouldn't you use that term if to... you're already baptized. No, like because you don't you don't have to stand anywhere in particular you don't have to say anything in particular um i think it's certainly encouraged that you 
actively participate by an interior movement of prayer and union with the the mystery of Christ, which is happening, and that that's also an external thing. Yeah. um, Because we're not just a spirit. And so, like, there's a real good to making the responses, even... But it, it's not like you're committing an illicit act. Right. Like if you don't for a response or something right. like that. Now, like what it, if, it's just not the right category to look at it with. What about, what does it fall under non-Catholic goes into a confession, right? And and they don't, they don't realize they're like, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, because like, we have this on retreats. Like kids from yeah. different denominations, they'll bring a friend. Sure, they wander in. Now, most of the time the priest is able to piece it together and be like, yeah. oh, they're not really aware of things and they're like, Oh, you're not Catholic. Okay. We talk to them, all of that. But mm-hmm. say they went through and they were led through a confession and they're not Catholic. Valid, Ill-val- invalid, invalid. Um, but nobody, if, if that happens, then I'm assuming that no one's at fault either. Right. So like invalid sacraments are really big deal. Like, Very big. If you did that on purpose, that would be a really bad thing. Um, and sometimes it reaches the level like laicized, like uh, like <laughs> depend, depending mean, if, how bad, right? Yeah, like if you're intentionally committing sacrilege, yeah. and uh, simulating sacraments, like like that's like impediment to orders kind of stuff. Or if you're already ordained a priest, right? Then it's like the kind of penalty where you would have to write a letter to Rome. Mm. Um, like it's a really big deal. It's right. Um, but so did things, all those deacons who did like, we baptize you, did they get in trouble or not really? It was just like, I don't know. Okay. Um, I digress. Go ahead. Yeah. But it, it also matters. Like if you know that what you're doing is wrong and sometimes people are, are taught wrongly. Right. Uh, sometimes there's just a confusion of circumstance. Like if someone who was not Catholic came into a confessional, but didn't know that they couldn't do that. And the priest didn't know that they weren't Catholic and so mm-hmm. gave him absolution. Like they wouldn't receive absolution as a sacramental grace because you have to be baptized and have an intent. Like right. it's not automatic in that way. Got it. Um, there are conditions. Uh, God might be very at work in hidden ways by his grace. Yeah. Probably is if, if they're coming in with a sincere desire to repent, but they're right. not receiving the sacrament. Right. And that's an important distinction. Um, so it would be invalid, but it probably wouldn't be sinful for anyone involved. Got it. And I'm trying to think the others. Uh, marriage, the only invalid things would be if like they probably, you know, well, it's, I guess you get into the most invalid things with marriage because of annulments and things like that. Yeah. Right? Like you get in where people are like, yeah, no, I didn't freely come. I didn't, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't going to raise kids in the faith or I wasn't open to life or things like that. It's the same kind of conditions that we talked about last episode where we're like, these are the conditions for a mortal sin. Like it has to be serious matter. It has to be full knowledge. It has to be freely done because like that's how you commit a a human act. Yeah. The more accidental or unintentional things are, the less human they are. Right. And so if you have somehow either a confusion of identity about the person, whether they've been duplicitous or it's like some weird, like Leia and Rachel situation where you actually don't know like who you thought it was somebody else. 
<laughs> like, like that would be grounds for an annulment because that that would Jacob be Jacob and Esau. Who is this person? <laughs> yeah. The the hair on their arm. Which blessing am I giving to? Yeah. Anyway, Old Testament's awesome. Yeah. Go Genesis. Yeah. Um, or so like very common grounds for annulments, which by the way is not the church's ability to dissolve a valid marriage because the church can't do that. Christ says it very clearly. Like what God has put together, let no man put asunder. Right. Um, the church cannot dissolve or divorce yeah. a marriage which is validly confected. Right. Um, because God has made a new reality here. Right. Uh, but if somebody comes into that sacrament, because the couple are the ministers of the sacrament, um, so, you know, needing to use their intellect, their will, make their human act of pledging that I am going to spend the rest of my life with this person. Right. Um, if there is certain types of duplicity, like if you say have a double life and you never told your spouse about that yeah. and they would not have married you if they had known about that double life. Right. That's grant. That's those are clear grounds for an annulment. Right. And so the annulment process is, an investigation into did something go wrong in the exchange of consent so that it didn't ever happen. Right. Um, that's why annulment is kind of, it's really uh, the decree of nullity. The church is upon investigation. We decree that this never happened. That's all the church can do. Yeah. Um, but even for marriages, which later turn out to be broken or abusive or horrible in some way, like, if they were a valid marriage, then it's still a valid marriage. It doesn't mean that you should stay together with the person. Right, right. But I'm it means glad you brought that distinction up. Yeah. And in cases of abuse, like you should not. Right. right. You're not expected to. The church is very clear on that and people can get confused about it. But like it also means that this reality really happened. Like you really did get married to that person. Yeah. And through uh sin and just maybe unfortunate circumstances, maybe health issues as well mental health can be a thing that causes marriages to to fall apart like through a whole variety of things maybe that marriage fell apart but it doesn't mean that the sacrament didn't happen right um when a church when the church issues a decree of nullity they're saying we've investigated and we've actually found that sacrament didn't happen right because this person was coerced it was a shotgun marriage or this right. or this person withheld crucial knowledge or this person had a prior bond right with someone else and nobody knew about it right um or this person was born a catholic and so is required by church law to be married in the catholic right and if they don't do that then it's right invalid marriage that's something that by the way if anyone's listening and they're like oh my gosh like <laughs> like this stuff applies to me like <laughs> Like we can sort all that stuff out. Yeah, by we, we by not, we I mean not me and not, Joey. Not, not <laughs> actually by we we mean the Catholic I mean the Church. Catholic Church. Contact not, your local. Please priest. do not contact. <laughs> if you want to contact Joey, that's fine. No, you don't yeah. know how to get in touch with me. Yeah, anyway. Exactly. Um, no. Yeah. Like con we can definitely, especially when it comes to to lack of form. Like if you you know got married, not in the Catholic Church, but you were raised Catholic. Like, yeah. The church is very good at sorting that out quickly because we don't want to put any obstacles to people living a full life of grace. Yep. Um, and 
to bring it back to vocations, like that's the call that God has for all of us is to follow Jesus Christ as his disciple yeah. and share in his life and flourish um, by that life. Yeah. It's uh, awesome. So we're pretty good at removing obstacles, but you yeah. have to come and talk to us, not me and Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, <laughs> don't come and talk to us. <laughs> the church, the church. So, um, and uh, yeah, I want to thank, uh, that was Thor, Thor who brought us that Thor. question. Thor, you the man. Um, so, Let's uh, let's uh, bring in the old time, reading, watching, thinking. So, you want to go first or me? Uh, I'll go first. I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm reading a book called uh, "The Once and Future King" right now mm. about King Arthur. I think it's something people read in high school or something like that. I I don't did not. I never heard of it until very recently. It was recommended to me. I think it's delightful. Just. <laughs> Really delightful. I'm about halfway through. It's it's a a collection of four books about King Arthur. Kind of a excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) He's not gonna make it. (laughs) Kind of a contemporary, like a postmodern take on King Arthur. Um but not postmodern in a bad sense, just postmodern in like this is it it's a pretty contemporary book. Right. And so it's got a lot of our contemporary style of humor um, sort of woven in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, th- I think it's really delightful so far. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm reading. What am I watching? I don't know if I'm watching anything. I watch some sports sometimes. Not that much. Mm. Um, I know that's a it's super, not super time exciting. Yet. It's almost yeah, playoff time. It's almost playoff time. Um, and... What am I thinking? I don't really know what I'm thinking either. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're like one for three there. That was terrible. No, I'm I'm thinking a little bit about Homeric Greek. Um All right, I'm is, gonna uh, go. <laughs> something I've always wanted to get a little bit deeper into. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. Um okay, reading the next book of uh, John Mark Comer's, uh, he wrote another oh, book, yeah. Live No Lie. That's great. Uh, recognize and resist the three enemies that sabotage your peace. So yeah. it's been good so far. I'm only very, very briefly in. So. I'm, I'm most of the way through that. Uh, what's your What's your like goal per year? Do you have a goal for no a number goal. of no. books? I, I guess it would be nice, but no, I've, I'm not good at that's a cop out. I don't set goals like that. Yeah. Um, I do think that they're good to set. Uh, I'm really into audiobooks these days because I drive a lot and stuff. Yeah. And, and does that even count? Yeah, Are you like actually the, even that's reading like the original form of reading? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah. Reading as the, the word. So like as a kid, you're like, Oh, I read a book. No, my mother read me a book. Yeah. But like in antiquity before books were so prevalent, oh. Like that's what it meant. Before the to, printing to press. hear it to hear it out loud. That's the original form of reading and learning. And writing was actually thought as harmful I by agree. certain of the ancients because it would uh damage your ability to remember things as well. Ah. Uh, if you used the crutch of writing. I totally agree. Yeah. 
Um, how to read a book. Yeah, how to read a book. Um, Great. Five out of five would recommend. Okay. Um, <laughs> John so Mark Comer. John Mark Comer. Live No Lies. Live No Lies. Um, great. Um, I'm waiting for, like I have it set to record one of these days when it plays again, that John Madden documentary. Yeah. Um, I just, w- I want to see it. I didn't yeah, it came out see right it on before Christmas. he passed away. Yeah, I think it came out on Christmas Day, but I was... Uh, busy celebrating the birth of our lord um so i wasn't watching tv so and then what am i thinking so i don't know if you know this but we found out the gender of the baby i did not know this big reveal over the reveal the radio big reveal over the radio so yeah we we went to the doctor nikki and i we um i think most of our listeners know but we have a son named dominic we have a daughter francesca and we have a daughter sophia so much suspense. and so what is your guess i think the way you're setting it up it's a boy mm. and so we found out that we're having a girl <laughs> congratulations <laughs> he's like Bill. <laughs> that's awesome that's wonderful. Um, so yes we are having a girl and now what everybody wanted to know is, yes, are Nikki and I fighting about Stella again? Yes. I mean, I feel like... You're running out of chances. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, how many more chances <laughs> are you going to get? Mean, I feel like this is really the Lord calling us onto this now. Because, like, if he... We had a boy named Joseph Maccabee. Call him Mac. That yep. way it wasn't confusing for two Joes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we were set. Now, I did a little bit one of Joey Jr., JJ, but we would have gone with Joseph McAbee. We were pretty set. Mm-hmm. Bringing this back, though, I feel we have all successfully worn down Nikki. She's close to giving in to the Stella. Excellent. Yeah. I'm fully I mean, on board with Stella. There's a now. few other names we like, but it's just like... We love Stella. She just can't get over the rhyme. But haven't you compromised enough? I know. When do you get to <laughs> to choose? When is it your turn? Right now, my <laughs> wife is never gonna in, never going to invite you over. Spark the end of the episode. Well, I mean, this was the end. Shut so, down routine. Yeah, shut down routine, and Nikki will now never allow us back in the house so either of us for it's, for always, stella, it's so. a thousand degrees in my garage if there you, you ever want to come hang yeah. out team stella there we go stella. so all right hey keep those questions coming prodigal in the priest at gmail.com stanamparish.org slash ptp on behalf of joey scancella father paul Bechter, take care god bless